um, people here uh, were here yesterday and over the weekend and some people here have never been here before maybe yeah we lost some of our other new people so. <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> i just wanted to reflect a little bit on on my some of my experiences yesterday and we had a, a rather revered Buddhist monk here. He lives down in Southern California. He's considered fairly famous, actually, yeah. <laughs> but he's been coming, you know, to Portland, Pennsylvania for every year for about 20 years. He just comes like on Halloween <laughs> every year and October. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, seeing him yesterday, and he hadn't been here for a couple of years because of the pandemic, seeing him yesterday was uh, very much like uh, reuniting with um, beloved family. He is uh, a Theravada, you know, Buddhist monk. So he's in our tradition, uh, but he's outside of our lineage as you would say so he does things a little bit differently than we normally train people to do here uh, but anyone who's been hanging around Theravada Buddhism for any amount of time <laughs> uh, knows to expect the unexpected and that's the only rule really <laughs> behave <laughs> and expect the unexpected <laughs> Um, so it had been a long time since I had seen him and I had sort of forgotten um, exactly how he took his meals and uh, did some other things in our tradition. Uh, the monks live and nuns live completely on uh, alms food. They don't carry money. They don't grow food. Uh, they are supported daily. Um, with a meal, you know, put directly, given them directly. And uh, there's a whole range of how uh, you can offer or how we offer meals to the monastics, uh, like ranging from offering each uh, bowl individually and then they pick what they want, but we're literally offering each, you know, each bowl, if it's a potluck, each bowl into their hands. They'll take it, they've accepted it, and then they go through the line. Um, or uh, Adam Jeff has in the past, and, and, and another Ajahn, uh, that you literally lift the whole table. So <laughs> here's the whole table, very simple. You know. uh, not that dramatic, you know, but it's a way of saying, this is, this is for you, you can have it. Uh, they're not allowed to eat uh, or drink anything except for just water, a few allowables, medicine that isn't given them directly. <clears throat> so it has to be very clear, like this is for you, you know, and there's all these rituals around it. And so <clears throat> I was in, uh, I was leaving the meal yesterday and I kept, you know, telling people what to do <laughs> and how to do it. <laughs> And that just kept being wrong <laughs> and wrong, uh, but not bad, you know? So 
wrong in the conventional sense. Like we didn't really know what his conventions were anymore. I didn't, I'd forgotten or I had practiced in a, you know, with him in a while. Um, uh, but I kept having to, you know, learn and then sort of uh, switch up the instructions <laughs> as I went along. And so yesterday I was under the impression that we would be sort of offering him the table of food. And when he came down, we had some volunteers. I kind of mentioned that, but I wasn't sure. And I said, uh, <clears throat> so Adam, you know, how would you like to, how would you like to do the meal offering? And, and he's standing there and he goes, oh, oh, we'll start with this bowl of salad. And, you know, and he walks out. So we had a table with food around it, you know, and um, we did the offering in the most traditional way, which is very sweet and unusual uh, to come in contact with. Uh, but it's where the monk has their bowl and um, you serve directly into their bowl. Now each item as they wish, right? Uh, so it's incredibly direct. It's the most direct way to feed a monastic. Um, and for me, it's very touching because, because they don't grow food, because they don't store food or have money. Um, I mean, there's various nuances to that. Like you live in a monastery, there's people who can, you know, have money and uh, store food. But, but um <clears throat> But this tradition, this Theravada tradition, the oldest tradition in Buddhism has come forward 2,600 years because of the daily, actually literal feeding <laughs> of these monastics. Oh, keep them alive, keep them alive, keep them alive. And then what they do is practice so that we can you know, draw near and learn from them. And it's just a very sweet, um, clean, inspiring system. Uh, and then the monks, and uh, like Ajahnpasana, some other monks in our tradition, when they do this direct bowl offering, uh, they sort of lean, so they have their big monks bowl, they lean forward toward the food that they're interested in and say nothing. You know, and you scoop into the bowl I know, right? You scoop into the bowl, and then when they when they don't want anymore, they pull back. So there's no words. You have it's very much like this dance of generosity and gratitude. So they come forward, pull back, walk to the next thing, or skip something, or whatever. You know, lean forward, pull back. And so then, you know, if you're really practiced in serving monks this way or not nervous or very mindful, which I was kind of medium <laughs> yesterday, uh, then, you know, you, you put the food in their bowl really mindfully too. So you don't sort of, you know, slop the jello onto the meatloaf or onto the <laughs> whatever, marshmallow salad. No, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it sort of just made a pile. Of <laughs> Uh, but you can, like, these bowls are pretty big. I mean, they're like, not like that. <laughs> they're like that, if you can see that uh, bell over there. They're maybe about that big, maybe a little smaller. 
And so you can like sort of mindfully actually put the food in the bowls um, in a way that's also uh, delicious and you know not too conflicting, but really they take what's offered. Ajahn Jeff was more uh, clear. Oh, is that a rogue blue cheese? <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing or no fish you know i brought a salmon yesterday no fish <laughs> oh no fish okay got it we'll remember that for a year no fish <laughs> it comes back next year i'll do something else <clears throat> so we're listening we're watching you know uh mice and then they are uh, uh fed and maintained completely on the generosity of people like us uh so they don't usually um, uh, express their preferences, you know, even when specifically asked. Uh, so if you want to know, like if you're really inspired by a particular monastic and you want to serve them, uh, you want to treat them, you want to take care of them, um, then you can watch. That's what you get to do is pay attention. What do they like? What do they go for? You know? Oh, fish. Roguji. <laughs> Those are the things. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> Those are the things I'll remember for next year. <clears throat> and it's just direct. And so we went around the table and you got to serve, right? A little bit. Did you, Jane, get to serve? So we just kind of let people come in, do a few dishes and, you know, go around the table. And then they eat. We eat. And... <clears throat> And then another tradition uh, around the meal in, in our, with our monastics uh, is that after the meal, they, they, the bowls need to be washed because this is their only set of, you know, flatware, <laughs> roundware, <laughs> is this bowl and the spoon that they have. That's it. You know, you can't lose it. You can't set it aside. You can't throw it in the dishwasher. You can't you know, leave it somewhere. This is every day. And now there's, they, they used to be fired, you know, clay from the earth. And now they're stainless steel, <laughs> basically, and um, much more hardy. And so these monks, they'll have a bowl for 35 years or something like that, like eat out of the same dish for 35 years, whatever. Um, <clears throat> maybe they are, um, Ordain their entire lives. They'll have one, two, three bowls, maybe. And usually, when a when a kind of a senior monk comes, they have a junior monk with them, and that junior monk will wash the bowls. So that's what I thought was happening. <laughs> and uh, but they'll let like people do it, or you know, you can offer. And uh, so I went in, after the meal, I went into the office and I said, um, okay, well, we're holding space in the kitchen for, for bowl washing uh, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready. <laughs> and the junior monk said, well, I just bowl is empty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so that was my cue to take a bowl and wash it. And... Uh, <clears throat> And I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I will say it because it needs to be said. You know, after uh, 19 years of practicing in this tradition and with these monastics, I never washed a monk's bowl, right? Uh, always 
suck down <laughs> or let somebody else do it who is who had done it before a little bit of a chicken a little bit of a klutz right <laughs> i'm not uh it's really nervous to do it but in this case uh there was no choice no no out <laughs> i stepped in the door and i had been trained i had been asked for training or i had asked for training um from another month recently and so i felt comfortable too but, you know, there are some conventions around how to wash a month's bowl, but the main instruction is treat it like the head of the Buddha. Treat it, <laughs> treat it like the head of the Buddha. <laughs> it's, I was joking yesterday, it's a little bit like a, we watched the great British baking show in my family. And, you know, the technical is like make a pie, right? So it's like, <laughs> treat it like the head of the Buddha. <laughs> And then the details, you know, what you do from there is all about the training you've had. You know, so what does that mean? Treat it like the head of the Buddha. So bring, bring mindfulness, bring concentration, bring care, uh, bring thoughtfulness, <clears throat> um, bring focus. Uh, so I brought it in to the the sink and we have this kind of rubber mat down and I washed it and then what you do after you wash it is you bring it all the way down to the floor so I had some towels on the floor you bring it all the way down to the floor and you dry it completely there and the reason for that is so you don't accidentally drop it I mean the whole thing is you don't accidentally drop it <laughs> so you wash it and then you bring it all the way down to the floor and dry it completely um, and I, I brought it back uh, to him, dried, and with the spoon, I've done that before. Here's your, I don't know, you know? <laughs> where'd that spoon go? Well, it's the only spoon that they have, you know, so you really have to care for, I like, know, am I, why am I still here? You really have to care for these, you know, items. Um, and so then I went back in and uh, the junior monks, uh, he was ready for it to have his bowl washed. And so um, I grabbed uh, Ted and Drew to see if they were interested, you know, <clears throat> in learning how to wash the monk's bowl. And we kind of did it together. And uh, uh, Drew, you know, turned it over so he could, um, Drew who isn't here today, he turned it over so he could dry the bottom and it just sort of just tapped a little bit the ground, you know, the floor. And he goes, oh, I banged it on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, no big deal, right? This is practice. So, and they're stainless steel. So, but you feel it like when you're, when you're trying to be really careful and you really care about what you're doing and you're bringing focus and you're bringing a good intention, um, then even the time, like I didn't even notice, he said it, you know, he's like, oh, I banged it on the floor, but it was like, it was like this. I didn't even notice, but when you're refining your attention, when you're refining your focus, then you feel even the little taps, you know, you feel even the little ripples. And to me, that's just a really beautiful metaphor for this practice. You know, it starts off really coarse, like, um, you know, when I first started out, 
I just, my goal was to just not be nasty. Like, <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Maybe this will help me not be nasty though. <laughs> right? I mean, we all start somewhere. And, you know, but that's a very, that's, a, that's kind of a low bar. That's a very coarse goal, you know. And over time, my goals have refined and become stronger and yet uh, quieter at the same time. Uh, so as we practice, as we bring our focus, as we develop um, in whatever your practice is, right, you can start to look at how things are getting um, more refined. And sometimes that can be a stumbling block for people because, you know, you, you come in, you're, you're meditating, uh, it makes a difference, it feels really good, it's really beautiful, your mind is settling, and then all of a sudden you notice all these things about yourself <laughs> that you really want to change, you know, because you're quieting the mind, you're bringing your focus um, to, uh, you know, a way of living that harms no being, and so, um, the practice becomes, you know, there's more depth, there's more breadth to it. There's more opportunities to refine our behaviors, to refine our attitudes. Um, and it just gets uh, quite beautiful, really fun, very rich. <clears throat> but but it, it comes with that, uh, that noticing of the little bumps, just the little ones, you know. Oh, I made, oh, I could have done that just a little bit more beautiful or a little bit uh, calmer or brought a little bit better uh, of an attitude and somebody might not even notice nobody would notice you know, I didn't notice you know the the bowl but Drew did you know because he was focused bringing his best to it and and uh, that's sort of how uh, that's sort of how practice develops uh, so I found myself, um, this is not the first time and it won't be the last time, but after the meal, I found my, you know, sitting in meditation after that, I found myself sort of tearing up. Uh, it's really touching to me. It, this, this, uh, mm, this convention, this tradition of feeding the monks, you know, you feed them or you offer the food and then they say a blessing. And for a long time, that blessing that wasn't translated into English. It was a sort of poly blessing, very mysterious. You know, they say it every single day. And uh, one day I was out with Ajahn Pasano and Sakula asked him, you know, what, what does it mean? What are, what's the translation? What does it mean? And he goes, oh, you know, there's not really a good translation for it. Yeah, that's just the thing that we say, you know, when we get a meal. She goes, but what does it mean? And he goes, it means thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so just noticing, you know, just noticing uh, the goodness of our own generosity and our own giving and recognizing, you know, a thank you <laughs> when it comes our way, recognizing that, uh, that gratitude from others it's just a, this is quite a powerful 
way to um, propel our practice forward, just as it has propelled this tradition forward, just as it has propelled Buddhism forward, it can propel our hearts forward in the right direction. Well, expect the unexpected, uh, stay open, uh, recalibrate, watch the results, try again, and um, enjoy. I'll just end, end with, you know, saying, I, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I was listening to these uh, talks by these really junior monks, super junior six months, a year, you know, brand new. Once a year, they're allowed to give a dog talk or made to, I can't, I'm not really sure. It's a made to for sure, but, uh, but allowing them, you know, to speak to the community. And in this uh, one monk who had been, he was just about to become what's called an ajahn. So that's 10 years in a row, was a teacher. And, and he said, um, he said, I just, uh, I just think of my, in the beginning, I, I just thought of my practice as just a series of mistakes, mistake after mistake, after mistake, after mistake. And he goes, now that I've been doing it for this long, I, I still see it as a series of mistakes. <laughs> he goes, but if I can keep making these mistakes and learning from them the rest of my life, then I'll get to a place where there aren't mistakes, where everything is accepted, you know, where everything is balanced. Um, so he said that he was uh, quite happy to carry on, you know, in the same way. And the mistakes become more refined. Other people wouldn't look at them as mistakes, you know, but that's our, we are developing an internal compass. What we decide what a mistake is and how to learn from it. Um, and it can be a very joyful process.